Ladies and gentlemen, that's not a whole craft, that's a spaceship with lightsabers. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yes, it is. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Whoa, we're gonna have company! Loud noises! Hello. 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 I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Cantar Major. And I'm a bit so... <coughs> Michael Lister. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Mm-hmm. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of everything that we have besides Twitter. <laughs> yep. Let's not go there. <laughs> oh, please. It's so much fun. I'm yeah. so. I, 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 can I just say, as someone who's never used Twitter in her life, I'm very glad that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge the bullet. Yeah, yes. yeah. Tumblr is the final man standing. I will just happily, proudly say. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ten years on Tumblr, and it was worth it <laughs> and to watch going... the mass Twitter exodus this week. Now we're all going back to my, back to MySpace. Back to my, MySpace. Yeah, let's bring MySpace back. <laughs> yeah, I want to be in someone's top eight friends again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> be friends with Tom. Yeah. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so. Now that that's out of the way, um, I'm sure it won't come up again at all in this podcast. Oh, no. no. Um, oh, no. 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 What do you think? Um, yes. Hi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Hope you're watching and enjoying. Hope you're listening and enjoying. Um, so I suppose we'll just get right into it, shall we? Yes. Um, Fulia, yeah. what have you been watching this week? i uh, got a little bit time to watch some stuff this week. Uh, managed to watch an, a new anime that's on Netflix called Romantic Killer. Um, mm. And it is very funny, mm-hmm. uh, very worth the time. Um, and it's essentially about a young girl who has three obsessions or her three, what they call it, they, her three desires, which, she, which is essentially an obsession. Her cat, hmm. video gaming, and chocolate. <laughs> this is an anime. Yes. yes. <laughs> and um, the, she, she jumps on to... She bought this new game, and apparently it's a dating simulating game. And uh, this little magical little thing decides to come out of the TV and be like, so you've agreed to take this, you've read the contract, let's go, and it's, it's dating simulator IRL. <laughs> What? <laughs> she agreed to be able to participate <laughs> in a dating simulator in real life. Wait, okay. wait. And so, so it's <laughs> dating in real life? It's simulated still somehow? So kind of like what it would be in a game, but they're doing it to her in like full on real. Right. So it's, all, like, it's all sort of like fantasy magic sort of stuff. Okay. So it's like dating in real life. Yeah, well, but this but this particular character is very introverted, very much obsessed with video gaming and and is and does not like the idea of dating. So, 
she's the she's like but the game's called romantic thriller but the title of the show is romantic killer because she's going to kill the romance in any situation she gets put in okay. <laughs> oh that's oh okay a, a little play on words yeah, yeah. i was hoping that's... for the, the the actual killer no <laughs> she's gonna kill all of the all of no, the dating no. all i the was I was expecting that too, but then once the once I watched the first episode, I'm like, okay, no, this is going to be lots of fun and it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> it is really good. Um, I highly recommend it. If you have Netflix, please go check it out. If you like anime, it's worth your time. And if you um, like to see an introvert date in real try life. Try to be forced into dating? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I will mention is I am four episodes away from the end of The Crown Season 5. Um, so I've been watching that, really enjoying it. Good. Um, can't Good. wait to finish it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots and lots of drama already. Mm-hmm. So much drama. <laughs> Far out. I, I like it. <laughs> um, and uh, I also watched the She-Hulk um, Marvel Studios Assembles. Oh, nice. I haven't watched of, it yet. Which was lots of fun as well. Good. Really enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. love the way that they actually made, um, well, like... The, the actors, especially Tatiana and Mark Ruffalo, um, you know, they had to be in their mocap suits. But they, mm-hmm. but not only were they in mocap suits, they were also on, like, runways that are set up higher that have been blue screened. Yeah. Which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. So to make them look taller and so that other, like, characters could look up to them, like, for eyesight. For yeah, eyelines. Right. Eyeline, exactly. Eyelines. Which is really awesome. Um, and yeah, and just, they still did the whole, like, if in the mocap suit with the head above the actor's head sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I don't know how other actors can sort of take, must take a lot of practice to not look at the actual person, but actually look at the eyeline they're supposed to be looking at. Yeah. Um, it's called acting. Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. It's like because it's like you want to. Your natural instinct is to look at the person talking to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look but at the hole that's look, making the noise. Not at the yeah, yeah where you're supposed to be looking. Yeah, exactly. So that posts can make it look real. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely really awesome to see how they figured out the logistics of everything and how it all worked and bringing in all these you know different actors um, from past films and stuff um including tim roth uh and yeah it was just so much fun really enjoyed it nice um and yeah just explains the whole aspect of them wanting to make it a comedy instead because there's no real comedy in terms of like a sitcom version when you look at marvel (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, something they haven't so, done before. Yeah, really. so this was really cool, and the fact that they also wanted to bring in the fact that you don't see these characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe go out and date, <laughs> which was another aspect of the yes <laughs> that we never get to we see. We never get to see them. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we so get to see Marvel characters uh, date in real life. Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I see a pattern. I see a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> patterns, patterns um, everywhere. 
And the last thing that I got the chance to watch uh, was uh, Zen, Grogu, and the Despanese. Hey. Yes. So cute, right? Yes. It was definitely adorable. I mean, he was very short, to say the least. Well, um, he's Grogu. Yeah. Not, <laughs> he's very no. short. No. <laughs> I'm here for the dad jokes. <laughs> You're entitled. You are a dad. It's fine. <laughs> I have a license. You have a license. <laughs> dad joke license. Um, but yeah, it was it was very cute. Um, I I really liked the art style of it, the way that it looked, uh, and yeah, it was just yeah, it was just very wholesome and very yes. cozy. Yes, <laughs> and he got a little flower at the end. Yeah, yeah. so cute. cute. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's been my week. Great, great, Michael. What have you been watching? Hello. Um, not much really. Um, probably there's two newer things that I that I've seen. I've watched the first episode of uh, The Crown season five, and I've left it at that. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll probably watch one each week. You know, traditional uh, television. Just that's w- fair. Once a week. That'll do. <laughs> and um, and the other thing uh, that got dropped on Disney Plus was uh, the Mickey Mouse doco. If you haven't seen that one, yes, I really want to. I really want to check that one out. Actually, yeah, I watched that one, and it was a bit of fun. It just went through all the history of of the creation of Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse throughout the years, and also it went places that I didn't expect them to go, and I wish they delved more into it. Because uh, it's a bit more political than that. Than that, so mm. I actually, yeah, I actually quite liked it, and it was a good, it, it was a good doco. Uh, heavily biased, <laughs> but you know, I'm a Donald Duck fan, so <clears throat> there you go. Um, otherwise than that, it's uh, haven't really watched much. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, vintage Doctor Who because I'm setting myself up for something next year. <laughs> and yeah, that's basically it. It's mostly Doctor Who and Disney shite. So that's nice. it. Nice. What about you, Kendall, after you finish drinking? Yes, yeah, me. Hello. Um, okay, so. Where's your book? Where's my book? My little book out. So I'm going to mention a couple of things. I went to the movies earlier in the week and I saw a movie called Armageddon Time, um, which is. I'm not sure if it's based on a true story or more like inspired by a real time in history, really. Um, but it's a sort of a coming of age story that focuses on two young kids. One is uh, a Jewish kid. The other is a, a African-American um, and they form this unlikely bond friendship in, in school, you know, and then there's just all of the, social and racial issues surrounding that and then um like the the Jewish kid is the is essentially the main character of the film um and um we're kind of following him and his family um as well and uh Anthony Hopkins plays his grandfather and he's very good in it uh Anne Hathaway is his mother um I liked her as well and it's it's yeah it was a really powerful movie really really moving really touching um heartbreaking in a lot of ways you know because of the you know his black friend as being you know 
unfairly treated due mm-hmm. to the color of his skin and uh you know it's not not tropes we haven't really seen before obviously in in film um but you know very important stuff that's you know still relevant this movie was based in the early 80s um and yeah, I think there was something to do with the reason they call it Armageddon Time. I think it has something to do because it was a, around the time that Ronald Reagan was elected president, and it was beginning in the eighties, and there was all this, the whole Cold War situation, and oh, tur- you know, turbulence uh, in America and New York and stuff. So yeah, but it, it was it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, what else can I mention? Oh, I finished season one of The Legend of Korra. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's done now. Um, You're doing better than me. Ah, nice. <laughs> I overtook you. Uh, yeah, so that's really good. Yes, the second half is a lot different than the first half of the season because mm. the first half focuses a lot on the whole, um, you know, Cora's trying to learn airbending and then um, she get, you know, she ends up playing the bending sport. I've forgotten what it's called already. Um, um, but uh, but that, that was good. And then, yeah, and then it goes into more of the main story because I think the way that show was kind of set up is that they didn't know they were going to get multiple seasons so they kind of ended it where they could you could go further with it if you wanted to but it kind of ended in a way that it also if this was all you got then that would be cool um so it was a really good end to the first season i liked it so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing where it's going after here um and then the last thing i will mention before we move on um is that (laughs) in the last 24 hours i have watched all three Hobbit movies. Wow. Because <laughs> I'm really going hardcore on this Tolkien obsession at the moment. Um, <laughs> and I haven't <laughs> I haven't watched those movies actually since I saw them in the cinema, uh, which was, you know, pretty much 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Because, uh, like, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the people in the internet in the world are kind of a bit... I don't know, negative on those movies now. And I totally understand why. And it's my main problem is just the over-reliance on the CGI um, is the big issue. Mm. And then the fact that, and this always pissed me off, but it will continue to always piss me off is the fact that it shouldn't have been three movies. I mean, everyone knows it shouldn't have been three movies. And the only reason it was made into three movies is because Warner Brothers wanted to make money and they made fucking bank because the, the budget... Yeah, or in MGM. The the budget on the whole thing was like they had seven hundred and fifty million, and each movie made uh, over nine hundred million. So they made their money back and then some. Um, so it worked in that sense, but at what cost? Yeah, at <laughs> um, what cost? At what cost? <laughs> no, I, I but I I enjoyed them for what they were. Like you know, the, you can't really fault the the actors and the casting. No. Um, like Martin Freeman is the perfect Bilbo Baggins, so it was really nice to watch him again. Like he was consistently making me laugh just with his little mannerisms and mm-hmm. little idioms that he would do, and um, yeah, and uh, and I don't know, just wasted potential, I guess, for yeah. for a better better story to be told. Um, and yeah, just too much CG and cl- just for someone like Peter Jackson who made the Lord of the Rings, it's just it just boggles the mind that he, you know. The action sequences in in this in this trilogy are just they don't hold up against the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's very interesting, but and then CGI Billy Connolly too is just also bad. Is a shame. <laughs> is a shame. I mean, if this was a video game, the graphics pretty awesome. 
<laughs> but this is a this this is a studio movie, and there is a and there is an uncanny valley very present throughout. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's cool. But then there, there's just there's references too that they make to the uh, that I forgot about that they like at the end. Fucking <laughs> Thranduil says to Legolas, "Is like." go up north there is a guy who is the son of Arathorn and he goes by the name of Strider but you can go find out his real name wow. <laughs> like, what the fuck dude well originally Aragorn in, in the books they don't really do it in the movies but he's actually 80 oh really mm, so uh, is that how they get away with that then sort of but it doesn't really okay. make sense if we're going sense. off the movie Aragorn which he's like in his 40s yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't even exist at that point. No. Because um, The Hobbit takes place like 50, 60 years. Something, something like, that. like that before Fellowship. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still glad I watched them. Time like, they're not, relative. They're not time is relative. They're not, yeah, they're not terrible movies. Um, Good on you for actually dedicating yourself <laughs> to oh, sit you. there and watch through them. <laughs> they are an experience, I think. They are. <laughs> the biggest thing that probably uh, that I see sort of sets up the entire Hobbit sort of thing was the barrels down the river. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> entire watched... scene just pretty much sums up the entire trilogy. Oh, uh, it, 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 sadly it does, you know, and it's just so funny. Went for too long. CGI is abhorrent. <laughs> it is intermittently abhorrent. Like, it has moments of, all right, this is okay, but then there are other moments where it's like, we're not watching real things at all happen right in front of us. It's nah. completely computer generated. <laughs> and you and, can tell. And also the audacity of of uh, of a movie saying, oh, it's going to be like 60 frames per second sort of oh, hyper, yeah. hyper-realistic sort of stuff. And then there are certain shots in that scene <laughs> that is basically a GoPro going down a river. Yeah, they cut. Yeah, that's the weirdest jarring thing about that sequence is because they cut back and forth between the cinematic kind of scope uh, of the computer generated side of it, and then you get these GoPro like shots of being submerged in and out of the rapids, and it's like, what? You can tell the difference. So it's night and day in yeah. the in the the quality of the picture, and it's <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And, you know, it's, it's funny too because that sequence. <laughs> I watched the um, Honest trailer for Rings of Power and they actually referenced that. They showed that sequence in that Honest trailer just to remind everyone about how bad things can actually get. Because I will say, I think Rings of Power is better than the Hobbit trilogy, but um, I would th- I think mm-hmm. so. I think I think so in certain, in certain aspects, yeah, yes. But, yeah. but, oh, one final thing I will say before I end my, my discussion is the <laughs> fact that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as... Uh, Smaug is is outstanding. Yes, absolutely outstanding. It's probably so. the main thing that I remember about yeah. the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> He's the best. He is um, far and away. Maybe not far and away. That might be exaggerating, but he is the best thing in the in the three movies. I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway. And a meme was born. And and a meme was born. Which meme? Um. Benedict Cumberbatch throwing 120% into playing Schmaug of him. Oh, have you seen the, the footage? Like, yeah, the footage of behind the scenes of it, him just throwing himself so much into it. Yeah, have you seen that? No, I don't he, think I he, have. Because he mo- he mo-capped Schmaug. 
Really? Yes. Yeah. On his so belly. The dragon? Yes. On his belly. He's like, there is footage of him around. on his belly doing the whole thing. Wow. Oh, I'll show you after we podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Anyway. Now that's an actor. Now that's an actor. Andy Serkis kind of level of acting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, Andy Serkis was heavily involved in um, yeah. in the movies, in the making of stuff. Like he, yeah, did behind the scenes stuff. And then, of course, he was Gollum again. Yeah. Um, which was wonderful. And torturing <laughs> actors as well. Torturing actors? Uh, I'll throw in this little tidbit as well. Okay, um, okay. Uh, it was sort of a torture for Ian McKellen to do it as well. Uh, when he was doing the um, uh, the dinner scene in the Hobbit Hole, where it was all the other guys in one area of the studio, and he got poor Ian McKellen in another bit of the stu- studio Surrounded by green, because he's the only um, proper yeah. size person, and yeah. and him trying to deliver lines uh, of trying to get the same shot, but in two different areas of the scene, and he just broke down and cried. No. Yeah, it was is very heartbreaking. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, okay. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like that. No. I would suggest not find it. Just know that it exists. I'm not. No, I'm. No, I. I don't want to. No. <laughs> just no. Just no. <laughs> I'm. I'm just very sad that that footage exists and that actually happened. Jesus H. Christ. Okay. Well. Yeah. We love you, C. And thank you. <laughs> and the reason why they did it that way is because dedication. doing the um, sixty <sighs> frames per second in the original uh, Lord of the Rings, they can do force perspective. Yeah. Uh, but when you're when you're doing sixty frames per section, that you can't do that because you can see it well, on screen that it looks weird, and and so they had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. They really shot themselves in the foot, hey. But hey, hey, fun. Fun. Anyway, <laughs> I'm still glad I watched them. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're not terrible movies. They are very flawed, but they are not terrible. Hmm. And I still cried at the end because it's still sad. Yeah. And mostly because I'd been so long since I'd watched them, I'd forgot certain characters that died. Funny. Anyway, that's my weekly watchings. Yeah. Let's get on with the rest of the show, shall we? Uh, It is now time to get into the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yo, okay. So, um, no deaths to report this week, so that made me happy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We can keep it light. (laughs) This week, for once. Um, so, we're going to start with some Marvel news. Some Sony Marvel news, to be precise. Um, this week, it was announced after a, apparently a while of speculation and deals behind doors, um, that um, Sony and Marvel um, will be uh, joining forces with Prime Video um, and MGM Plus to bring us some live-action Spider-Man spin-off TV series. Uh, so this is pretty interesting, pretty cool. Um, first series that they're going to do is Silk. Um, and I know nothing about this character because, again, I have not read the comics. 
but um, it's the first time this character's been done in live action, so that's pretty exciting. Um, it's going to be called Silk Spider Society. Um, and not only will uh, head honcho Amy Pascal be producing this, but Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are on board to produce this show. Yeah. Um, so that gives me some hope as well. Um, so I can't wait. We don't know exactly who will be playing the character, um, who is also known as Cindy Moon, um, a Korean-American hero who was bitten by the same spider that bit Peter Parker. Um, so that's... That that's spider gets around, doesn't it? That spider does get around, yes. Um, I don't think they've said either what other shows they're going to be doing yet, but um, the Silk Silk series, Spider Society, will be the first of many, apparently. So, um, yeah, time to keep those Amazon Prime video subscriptions. God, they're getting better and better by the by the week. Um, yes, very good stuff. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. Fulia, do you have any thoughts on this one? Um, look, not really, but, you know, if if anything, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse itself is one thing that we haven't really seen in a series form. So, True, um, live action, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. live action form. So it'd be interesting to see that um, as a show. Uh, so, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Michael, how are you feeling about this? You excited for for what's to come? Not excited, but interested. Um, mm. Like Sony Marvel are definitely trying to set up their own sort of spider universe uh, with their movies coming out as well, like with uh, Madam Web and and especially with Spider Verse itself. Mm-hmm. So and also the guys from Spider Verse actually helping out with this one wasn't it miller yeah 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 lord miller are on this yeah lord miller Mm. and yeah so maybe we'll get to see a cartoon version of her in the upcoming spider-verse movies that are maybe coming up so they're probably planning something ahead um i mean after the uh terrific fart that is morbius um, that I still haven't seen, and I'm proud to say I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Terrific fart. I'm sorry. That was just such a good way to describe that movie. Yeah. Just imagine it going... <laughs> yeah. And this is coming from someone who doesn't like toilet humour. Yeah, I'd hate toilet humour. But that was good. It's got nothing to do with a f- toilet. You could fart anyway. <laughs> anyway, go on. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'll just leave it at fart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just more interested than, than excited. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And Silk, I mean, haven't there, there's plenty of, like, spider uh, stuff to actually go, go through, so, yeah, go for it. And on Amazon, so. And, yeah, it's interesting because people have been saying because Sony Marvel needs to ask permission from Marvel Studios or they're sort of negotiating as like oh we're doing this is this alright yeah sure so don't know is this part of the MCU I I doubt it I think it's going to be like the Fox uh, Fox uh, Marvel sort of stuff it's like that's happening over here so we're going to do this over here yeah it's, I don't know. It's sort of like an added perk. 
when it comes to like the overall universe that is Marvel. So, I guess. Yeah. I guess after Morbius's, I will. You probably are aware, Michael. There, the extremely bad attempt at trying to merge the Sony Marvel and the MCU. I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really. I don't care. Sony Marvel can do whatever the fuck they want, and I'll just accept it. Yeah. At this point, I'm not gonna invest myself anymore. So, just make Spider Verse movies, and then I'm I'm cool. I think they were trying to do like direct connection, but I don't think you don't. I don't think you need to. Mm-mm. We, the no. people who are going to see it, know it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a bit like me and Doctor Who. Like, I haven't seen, if any, all of Torchwood, but I know it exists. So, okay. Or of Class, or of Sarah Jane Adventures as well. So. As I said, it's just an added perk. Hmm. Well, speaking of Doctor Who. Hey. <laughs> Was that intentionally? You'll never know. No. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. Speaking of Doctor Who, uh, our, our next item in the news this week uh, came the announcement of who is to be Shuti Gatwa's companion in the TARDIS um, for his time uh starting out i suppose as they're calling him 15 are we calling him 15 i don't want to blaspheme <sighs> here i am the it's, lower of that's no, not blaspheme here. i think uh, in all intents and purposes 15 if they're going to call it 15 but it is to be seen i'm not fully convinced <laughs> okay all right well we found out anyway who's going to be um the companion and it is uh an actress by the name of millie gibson um, who is pretty much at the beginning of her career, and uh, she's okay. She's she was on Coronation Street. So if you're in the UK and you're watching us, you'll understand that show. Um, one of their biggest soaps. Yeah. Um, she's done 172 episodes of that, so that's really cool. Um, and now she will be uh playing Ruby Sunday. Mm. That is the name of the new companion. Um. I don't know. Was there like a synopsis or anything about her character? No, nah, I think they're holding it close to the chest. Yeah. Oh, she's only eighteen. Wow. No wonder she's at the beginning of the. Her yeah, career. she's 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 still a teenager. Okay, yeah. so young young companion. Have they done young companions before? Oh yeah, Susan, the first companion ish was fifteen. Well, supposedly fifteen. Uh, the person playing her was 20-something, so... Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Probably there the, you go. Probably the youngest, like, actor. Actor to play the, uh, a companion. Mm. I could well, be wrong. Yeah, that's cool, though. Good for her. Very yeah. good opportunity. Um, yeah, and we got to see a nice photo of the two of them against the TARDIS, so that's also cool. Um, but, yeah, I guess, yeah, we don't really know much more than that. Fulia, yeah. do you have any thoughts? Um, no, I'm just really curious to see what she brings to the character, I suppose. That's probably all I have to say. <laughs> mm, yeah, like what kind of dynamic will the two of them have? Yeah, pretty much. Um, that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 Romantic. I don't <laughs> want that. No, I don't either. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. 
we kind of sort of just had it and we've had it before so yeah so many times no more yes we have we don't really (laughs) need to to do that again um michael what are your thoughts on ruby sunday uh my thoughts uh cool um as an actor myself uh cutting your teeth on soap operas is pretty pretty good because um, the turnover for soap operas is pretty quick, so you have to learn pretty quick how to uh, perform really quick, take take the script and go for it. You can't really have too many mistakes, otherwise they'll go, yeah, sorry, because it keeps on keeps on going. So uh, yeah, I, I went on the INDB. To see what else has she done, and yeah, not really much. But I saw Coronation Street. And I thought, oh yeah, it's a particularly well-known soap. So, um, so she's not too green, and being eighteen as well, I've, uh, you know, it's always good to have fresh blood uh, doing doing Doctor Who. I mean, Shooty's young himself. I can't remember if he's the youngest person to play Doctor Who. I know Matt Smith was like 26, 23, or something like that when he when he played. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be an interesting dynamic. And uh, I did enjoy the meme that was going around where it uh, showed a picture of her and and David Tennant, David Tennant going, yeah, new companion. And then... And then the picture of her again. Uh, she was born in uh, she was born in two thousand and four, and another picture of David Turner going what? <laughs> <laughs> so a year before the new uh, new Doctor came back. Hmm. Wow. That's that's hectic. That is hectic. Um, speaking of age, um, Shooter Gatwa is um thirty. So. Oh, yeah. Matt Smith is still the youngest, still the youngest. To, just to go. play the Doctor. And my least mm. favourite. No, no. No! <laughs> <laughs> he plays a good villain. <laughs> <laughs> he does, even in bad movies. Yeah. Bow ties yeah. are cool. <laughs> oh. I want sex, I want sex. I, whatever the meme is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to move on to the next item. Yes, please. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> speaking of things that belong in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, basically, we had our first look this week of the uh, upcoming Indiana Jones 5. Still doesn't have a name. Um, it's still going by the name Indy 5, but that's that's okay. We will get that later. Um, but yeah, we got a first look, uh, courtesy of Empire Magazine, of um, yeah, what Harrison Ford looks like uh, as the character. Maz Mikkelsen as well. We got a first look at his villain by the name of Vola, who is a Nazi. Um, so there's your uh, answer as to who the bad guys are going to be in the movie. It's the Nazis again. It's those pes- pesky Nazis. <laughs> keep on showing up. We can't get a. Can't get away from from them. Um, but basically, uh, the loose sort of story of Indiana Jones Five. It's going to be set in 1969, mm-hmm. um, set nice. against the backdrop of the space race, which has me very excited. Yeah. Hello. Um, and uh, yeah, apparently it says here, according to Empire Magazine, but the American effort to beat the Russians to the moon brings with it some uncomfortable truths for Indy. 
Operation um, Paperclip. And apparently, according to one of the um, co-writers of the script, he says, uh, Jez Butterworth, his name is, he says, uh, the simple fact is that the moon landing program was run by a bunch of ex-Nazis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's going to stir up some things. <laughs> um, what was the other thing that I... Oh, yeah, because apparently Maz Mikkelsen's character Vola is partly inspired by an actual real-life Nazi-turned-NASA engineer by the name of Werner von Braun. Yes. Um, Operation so Paperclip is always it is, it is It is Operation Paperclip, is it? Okay. Yes. Nice. I'm going to do yeah, my research. Yeah, because after, uh, after the World War Two, the Americans decided, you know, we need some... Uh, <laughs> Some scientists. Why don't you come over here and give you asylum? Cool. And it's Operation Paperclip. I said essentially Hydra. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> wow. So they're doing Hydra. Fantastic. Yeah, so, so lovely. So um, yeah, Winter Soldier. That sort of uh, storyline was based on actual events. Hmm. Okay. Love it. Um, <laughs> I just love nonfiction. <laughs> I just love sci-fi and fantasy and how it just takes real life things. It's and, based on truth. Yeah, mm. it's really cool. <laughs> um, there's also a photo that gave us a look at um, Boyd Holbrook's character, who it turns out is playing um, uh, Maz Mikkelsen's uh, lead henchman um, called Klaber. Um, and yeah, so there's a big parade happening in New York City and he's on a bike looking at a bit perturbed for some reason. So yeah, so it's happening, yeah, during, during the space race and I'm very excited. Um, it's going to be so weird to see like indie in a slightly more modern, I mean, I know that sixties were a long fucking time ago right now, but like, you know. I don't know. It just—it's going to be really interesting. Um, but I'm very excited. Of course, I love these movies, and I can't wait to watch them. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for more on on Indie Five. Um, it's coming out in June next year, so we'll hopefully uh, soon find out what the movie is called and get our first teaser trailer. But uh, we might be slight ways away from that just yet. Um, Fulia, any thoughts, comments to this? Uh, I feel like we're in the era of Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, like we are. we're getting. What are you talking so... about? What else has he done? <laughs> We've seen him in quite a few things in the last couple of years, and very um, busy. Yes, he's yes, he's been uh, you know working in a lot of different projects, and um, it's going to be interesting to see um, his version of a Nazi. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Can't in wait. this. So um I am kinda looking forward to this movie. Um nice. I've only ever seen the other indie ga- uh, games. The other indie movies um once. Okay. I right. do ha- I do have them at home. I do own the movies um on Blu ray, but I, I feel like I might need to do a rewatch of them before I go into this one. Mm-hmm. Um just to sort of refresh the brain. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, no, it's I feel like it's gonna be a good one, hopefully. I hope so too. <laughs> Especially because it's it's uh Harrison Ford's Swan Song as the character. So mm. if it's anything less than 
10 out of 10, I'm, yeah, it's going to be rough. But Less than 10 out of 10. Ooh. Bar's high. <laughs> As yes. bar is high, I'm sorry. High expectations. It's my own fault. Um, <laughs> look, I should have set the bar much lower. As long as it's better than Crystal Skull, we're good. I think yeah. it will be. <laughs> yeah. I think so. it will be too, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, the only thing that gave me pause was Steven Spielberg not being involved um, as director, at least. But he directed um, Crystal Skull, so... I know. I know. <laughs> not, look, not everything Spielberg makes is a winner. We know this. Um, but, but the fact that... James Mangold is directing is is good, so he's he's got some chops. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. I just I just really hope it's good. I'm gonna <laughs> cry. I'm gonna cry so much. Michael, yes. Um, you looking forward to Indy Five? I am. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, uh, I I do like the movies, uh, including Temple of Doom. I mean, it's not mm. everyone's favorite, but Mm-mm. I get enjoy it in certain bits, and it's still yeah. still awesome. I mean, short round is always fun. Yeah, we love short round. <laughs> I mean, for you know, child child actors can be really annoying, but he was fun. He was fun. He was cool. Uh, and in this one, it's uh, Indy coming back and punching Nazis again. So yay, love that. And yeah, something to do with the space race, and it's gonna be good uh if it, it it would be interesting if they incorporate crystal skull into it as well um i mean dimensional beings aliens so <laughs> if they do something like like uh a portal in space maybe i don't know <laughs> And then you can call it a space between worlds or something, something like India. Oh, no, oh, wow. <laughs> no, um, I was wondering that. Like, how does it? Like, fair enough. Indiana Jones hates Nazis. We know this. He's fought them on many occasions. But he met, he met Hitler. Got his autograph. Where's, yeah, it's very true. Very <laughs> true. You should try reading books instead of burning them. Um, and what's exactly an archaeologist doing mixed up in the space race here uh, with these Nazis? Like, what? Clearly, there's going to be some MacGuffin that Maz Mikkelsen's going to be after that has to, something to do with um, space, <laughs> like you just said. So, I don't know. It's going <laughs> It's going to be the crossover of the century, Indiana Jones and Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> what? They're going to get the ancient cheese that lives on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get some cheese, Gromit. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, something to do with the moon. Make it into mm. a Death Star. <laughs> That's no moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he meets up with Chewbacca. It's, you know. Yeah, and then we come full circle. And full circle. <laughs> Indiana Jones was Han Solo the whole time. <laughs> far out. In distant galaxy, far, far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and he got de-aged yep. remarkably. Yep. Remarkably, I mean George Lucas has the technology. Yeah, we we can rebuild. We can make him better. And yeah, as a cross between the six million dollar man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a crossovers everywhere. Crossovers. So yes, I am looking forward to this. And when are we going to see it, Kendall? <laughs> yes, well, um, yeah, June, twenty twenty three. So yeah, okay, not too far away. Not too far away. Yeah, we've got like eight months. Hmm. So nice. And we still yeah, haven't got a trailer yet. Hopefully no. this month or next month, they said. Oh, okay. All right, cool. We'll keep our eyes peeled for a teaser trailer. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, they're starting to release some stuff, so they're probably setting up Ramping for, up. 
something big. Yeah. Oh, that that first trailer when that comes and the, you hear the fucking John Williams fanfare, I'm gonna lose it. I should film a trailer reaction video for that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, I will lose my shit. <laughs> I will die. <laughs> ah, I'm too emotional. Um. Bom. Bom, bom, bom. Cool. Bom. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> bom. Bom, you trying to make me cry, Michael? Bum. all right moving on moving on we got one more bit of the news to talk about this week and it's a bit more close to home um and uh yeah because i don't know Uh, how i'm feeling next to home Mm. like next door neighbor (laughs) (laughs) so in a uh surprise move it seems but apparently to those in the industry this is not a surprise um Prime Video, our wonderful friends at Amazon Prime Video, um, have uh, made a deal with Fremantle Media to resurrect Neighbours. Um, Didn't they just end? Yep. Yeah, so back in July. <laughs> um, back in July, the final episode of Neighbours aired, as we thought it was the final episode, uh, because of the BBC's decision... Was it the BBC? Yeah, BBC, BBC Four. Yeah, it was BBC BBC, BBC Four. BBC Five. BBC One, BBC Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the BBC uh, decided to pull the uh, broadcasting of Neighbours uh, in the UK, and uh, the main source of uh, income for the Neighbours production was from the revenue stream out of the United Kingdom. So uh, that forced the company's hand to close up shop and. It was devastating for a lot of people who have, you know, watched the show over the years and the fact that it's, uh, you know, such a, yeah, I don't know any of them, Um, (laughs) such an Australian staple. And you were saying earlier, Michael, about how, you know, cutting your teeth on soaps is is a really good way to get your career going because the amount of very well-known Australian actors that have come out of Neighbours is is Mm. astronomical. So, um, and singers as well. So, um, yeah, so it was huge that it ended and they filmed this big epic finale that was like an hour or two long and millions of people around the world watched it and it was huge and well received by critics apparently and now they're basically saying we're gonna like like a cheesy soap opera storyline they're bringing a dead character back to life (laughs) 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 without any logic so anyway but you know i'm sure there are a lot of people that are very happy about it um they've already sort of started some work on it i think they've locked in some of the the actors that are going to return to the show um not the entire cast some of the cast didn't actually know it was happening so there was a few (laughs) few few of the cast members tweeting um you know one of the last tweets probably um about them you know this we don't know what's going on bear with us we're learning this as you're learning this i'm like okay wow okay so that's that's good apparently they don't even have a showrunner or anything yet uh to get it back up off the ground but it is coming back next year so they're all working hard so it'll be streaming on amazon prime video here in australia and in uh, the uk and canada and the us i think so i think that they've got some pretty good international distribution now and a lot of money behind them so Mm. Yeah, um, good for them, I guess. I just, I just, it just feels kind of shit that it ended and they went out 
with, with what it seems like the perfect ending and now they're kind of undercutting that for me. You Not, know what but it was? Then it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it, but wasn't it that the entire... The, the entire... Um, the entire um, place, the, the cul-de-sac, got bought up and now it's a car park or something. Oh, really? I, I think it was, or something to do with that. Oh, okay. Well, that's... That's going to be interesting to see how they go about. <laughs> Whoops, lol. Oh, oh, we've just moved into the next street over and now we they we all just happen to live next to each other again. Oh. Yeah, it's called Sheepy Street. <laughs> it's called Plot Convenience Street. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm happy for anyone watching and listening that is happy about this. Um, I don't really care, but I just cuz I just feel like it's yeah, they wasted time and effort. Because they're never going to be able to top that finale again. No. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Fulia. <laughs> <laughs> Fulia, do you have any interest in, in Neighbours coming back at all? Look, I never watched Neighbours. So for me, this is like a, I'm in the same boat as you. Just, I really don't care. But good on them yep. for getting it back and for those of you who love the show you're welcome I suppose um, the thing is though it's I don't know why these negotiations happen after the fact why couldn't it happen like before they decide to call it quits um, just the just the way that they decided to to end the show yeah. And the, the seat hasn't even gone cold yet. I know. <laughs> it's only been like four months. It hasn't even been that long. And they're already saying, let's bring it back. Like, give it some time to even think about it in terms of like maybe some years down the track. Yeah, do one of those, you know, Hollywood reboots after, yeah. after mm. five, ten years, you know. Do yeah. That. The, other, the other thing would be that the fact that um, a lot of these actors from the show the ones, especially the ones that didn't know that it was being resurrected again, mm. um, they would have been out there looking for other work. So, you know, yeah, they, they definitely not, obviously not all of them will be returning, but a lot of them would have been, you know, looking and probably found other work. So they probably won't be able to um, commit to being part of the show again. That's true. And then not only that, but there's also a lot of, a lot of the actors in the show that are uh, that have been on that show for many, many years, and mm. so now it's time for them to retire, essentially. Oh yeah, no, they're not retiring. Uh, like they've, they've confirmed three of the oldies are coming. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, but I hear. Yeah, like it's it's getting like I mean it's getting to a point where they they just really are clinging on. For dear life, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you are right. Like we, especially with the the Australian soap operas from here, like you know, Neighbours, Home and Away. A lot of the actors that we know now in Hollywood came out of those shows. Yeah, a lot uh, of Australia's, you know, the cream of our crop. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's it's good in a way that they're keeping it going so that we can get some fresh faces in and then they can start their careers in acting um, and then yeah, hopefully good, good thing. hopefully find a, a path to success for them. 
But at the same time, like, this show has been going on since, what, the 80s? Yeah. And, like, like you said, they, they ended it with such a bang that bringing it back is just almost making fun of what they just <laughs> finalized, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Mm. Yeah. Well, power to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All power to them, indeed. Mm. Um, yeah, Michael, what are your thoughts on the return of Neighbours? Yeah, just having a quick peruse of the articles. Um, yeah, it feels like it's not going to be, like, the same as um, as the soap opera. Like, uh, like four episodes a week, that sort of thing. I think I think they're probably just going to make it like an actual series, like I don't know, like a twenty episode series. So they're pro- probably going to change it up a wee bit. So and it still looks like it's negotiations as well. I think just Fremantle is pretty much saying, "Hey, we got it back." It's like, what about the stars? Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. I think they wanted to get it out there as quick as they can. Uh, without having like ramifications, it's like yeah, oh, we're in talks now. It's, it's all right because you know it's a soap opera. You, you treat you treat actors like like herds of cattle. You know, get them in, get them out, and that sort of thing. And it's it's weird, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, cool that uh, people are getting getting work, uh, especially in Australia where the uh, the uh, Acting like is uh, very minimal at best, um, but it's good to see that they they've uh, they've got a hold of something good. Um, uh, I think because Amazon probably is looking for like uh, talent, uh, well shows around Australia as well, because. Uh, Bearing in mind, Neighbours is a, a known show, even though people don't watch it. And who knows, maybe people would actually sit down to watch streaming because like, live television is dead. And maybe this will be a, a, a big boost, may, maybe, to the brand. It's all about mm. the brand. It's all about the brand. It's all about the brand, brand. Yeah. It's all about the brand, darling. The brand, darling, yes. Isn't that right, May? <laughs> that's what I say, May. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the nerdy news. Dead. Done. Mm. Done. Mm. Let's roll on up to the trailer park, shall we? Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yes, trailer yes. park time. Queen. Yes, Queen. And starting. Us off this week is our first trailer for Magic Mike's Last Dance. Last movie. Last dance. Last dance. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hmm. I'm the only reason I'll be watching this is because my girlfriends will make me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> including your wife, Michael. Um, <laughs> yeah, she said, oh, I'm very excited. It's like, isn't this basically Step Up, the sequel? <laughs> Which is funny because Channing Tatum was in the first Step Up movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, number one was fine. It was an interesting 
dramatization of you know Channing Tatum's early career um and you know had a really good cast and I didn't love love it but it was it was fine enough number two was fun as hell yeah it was um, better because it was better because it just (laughs) it knew what it was more it knew it didn't have to take itself too seriously it doesn't have to be filled with Oscar bait and gravitas and you know (laughs) Whatever. A drug plot for some reason. Yeah, and a drug plot for because yeah reasons. Um, so it just had fun with it, and it was all the better for it, really. Um, and I I remember laughing my ass off watching number two. So yeah, highly recommend the second film. As for this, I can't judge on the trailer alone yet if it's gonna hit those high marks of number two for me. Um, I mean, I'm all for Channing Tatum and and Salma Hayek. Hell yeah. Like, it's nice to see a, a woman in her, you know, 40s or 50s that's kind of in this power role and in this, you know, sort of, I mean, relationship with a younger man is, you know, you know, you can take that as you will. That's fine. Um, but, but just, I don't know, she's, she has some, um, what's the word on? Autonomy. She has, like, you know, she has this badassness to her that's like... Urgency? You know, she's she's not just a side character. Like, she seems to be driving the plot. Side mm. chick. Oh. So, yeah, so I like that aspect of it. And Salma Hayek is wonderful. Um, but as for the premise of it being somehow, for some reason, they're in London putting on a show version of Magic Mike, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> um, Tour show. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be fun, I'm sure. It'll be a leave your brain at the door. Just enjoy it. Have go to gold class. Have a have a wine. Have a beer. Have a have some chocolate and indulge yourself. Have a um, cheese plate. And watch watch really attractive people pretend to get it on with each other and dance all over each other. So. <laughs> watch it in 4DX and get sweaty. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh boy, if there's anything that shouldn't be in 40 axes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay, fully echo. <laughs> We've broken Kendall already. Yeah, broken me more than I already am. Yeah, um, yeah. that's amazing. Go on. Yes, uh, what do you think? What do you think? I haven't seen the second one, I've only seen the first one. Okay. Uh, I think after seeing the first one, I didn't really have much of an interest in seeing the second one. That's fair. I was the same. Um, but yeah, I got swayed. Fluffy's <laughs> more in the second one. Again, my girlfriends made me watch it. So. Yes. See, I didn't have anyone to push me to watch it. Right. Okay. So this was all my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. this one as well, I'm confused as to why it's becoming this dance musical number. Yeah, right. What? What's that about? In London, like. What is that about? Why? Yeah. Uh, and, but I think it's I, maybe from what I got from the trailer, is that Sama Hayek's character wants to make all the money in the world at the same time, showing that women can still enjoy themselves yeah and i like that aspect of it yeah too i suppose that does make sense mm. but then it's just like why london and why yeah yeah i don't, yeah, I don't, I don't whatever, her, whatever her connections are i suppose yeah i don't yeah really know mm. but this isn't 
I, I don't think I'm going to be watching this, to be honest. <laughs> I just... It's fair. I don't really have much of an interest in it, so... Yeah. 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 That's totally fair. I'm with you. on michael on the other hand our our, i don't want to even say it (laughs) what oh you were gonna i know what you're you're gonna say our magic mic um jesus h um as the i don't even know any magic tricks (laughs) hey rocky watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat Michael, what did you think of this trailer? Do you do you think we're onto something with our confusion, or I'm confused too. Yeah, okay. It doesn't feel like uh, a third movie to to the rest of them because it was quite bizarre. It was complete like 180 of where it is. I don't know. May, maybe it's um, like Mike. Is sort of uh, in the in the far distant future. It's like he used to be this person. Now he's a bartender and and sort of down on his luck until he meets uh, an entrepreneur who who's looking for the next thing. So there could be a conversation that uh, uh, that she maybe is the bad guy and like manipulating him to do his thing. Is like yes. Do this so I can have all the monies and we're in a relationship. Ha ha ha. I don't know. That's what I sort of get out of it. But it would be interesting if they do have uh, some of the people from the other two movies to come back. I mean, they sort of do that sort of um, thing at the end of, hey, weren't you a cop (laughs) and arresting me? So maybe they're going to do a bit more of that within Mm -hmm. the film. I mean, this is the first... uh, uh, trailer, so they could add a few more of that stuff uh, in the next trailer just to get the um, people who enjoy the movie, enjoy the Magic Mike movies, and say, "Yay, this guy's here and she's here and and all that." And I didn't expect them to do so, like a a trilogy of Magic Mike. I mean, <laughs> I think the second one was actually quite fun, just finishing by yeah. itself. And uh, come on, get Gabriel back. <laughs> Just to drive a bus or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's on tour. He plays himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's Gabriel Iglesias in the in the actual movie playing himself. And it's like, hey, haven't I seen you before? Weren't you weren't you the guy? <laughs> it's like, no, no. Yeah, I'm fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, can't really add too much. I'm confused as you guys, and no doubt I'm probably going to uh, maybe watch it. Maybe I'll just be on my phone. It's like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so, when, so when am I going to be partially watching this, Kendall? <laughs> uh, well, uh, the American release date for Magic Mike, the la- oh sorry, Magic Mike's Last Dance uh, is the 10th of February next year. Okay, time so, for my birthday. So yeah, Valentine's Day. It'll be a Valen- Valentine's Day movie for sure. Oh, yes, yeah, as, yeah. as advertised in the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, good date night for some it's people. It's business. It's business time. No fly of the Concords people here. No. Nah, sorry. No. <laughs> I missed that boat, unfortunately. How dare you? I know. It's the worst. Get on the Concord. 
I I <laughs> want to at some point. I will. Um, okay. Second trailer uh, is a teaser trailer for the upcoming Pixar Disney collaboration, Elemental. Um, this is one of those teasers where they are kind of just playing a scene for us or an abridged version of a scene to just kind of introduce the animation style and the types of characters we're going to be interacting with, the kind of world it is, uh, and the kind of basic conceit of the movie. Um, Because all we really know, I think, about this is that the two main characters, one's water, one's fire, and it's sort of a star-crossed lovers thing, I think. Um, Game of Thrones. Opposites attract thing. No, don't you dare, Michael. Fire and ice. a song of water and fire. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so they so we don't really know too much because uh, they kind of faded to black before we could really get to see our two main characters interact, which made me sad. But that's good, I suppose, because uh, a good mark of a teaser trailer, if you're feeling sad when it's over and you want more, then, well, it's not, they're doing the job right. Yep. So, tick. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it looks really beautiful, as do, as do most Disney and Pixar films. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know, kind of cute, the style of, you know, you have these creatures, they're all made of different elements and clouds that float up to the ceiling and sit up on the ceiling of the train and must um, be hot then. And lots of, yeah, and lots of, uh, yeah. What bits of earth, you know, that can have plants growing out of them if water splashes Baby succulents. Succulents. Yeah. <laughs> Baby succulents. Um, yeah, it's, it was it was really cool. And they're a really nice introduction to what this movie is going to be. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see more. Folia, what did you think? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> this is looking absolutely gorgeous. And just seeing this trailer, like, it's, it's definitely coming from the people who made Soul. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can, yeah, you can see that, huh? There's a lot of texture in the art style that you see here. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if you can touch it. It just it can it just looks really really pleasing to the eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the way that these characters move, the way they interact with each other, um the fact that this train is not just on, it's not tracks, it's water. So it's like a water boat train. <laughs> it's really awesome. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it just, just, yeah. I just give, give me, give me right now. I want to watch it. Mm. <laughs> I am ready. Uh, and the characters, you know, the, you know, Ember and Wade, um, the just, they're, they're, characteristics themselves just makes me feel very happy uh so i absolutely cannot wait to see elemental i am hyped (laughs) (laughs) nice 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 michael hello did you enjoy this tease i really enjoyed it um they pixar knows how to set up like uh, a new world that they've created and mm, and say so much without saying anything at all. Yeah. And even with the sort of meat cute that you see, it says a lot of what sort of story it's probably going to be. How these two uh, people, I'm going to call them people, um, 
like meet and they uh, they don't normally like would interact with each other because uh, water can put out fire and f- too much fire can evaporate water and and you can definitely see a lot of um, uh, subtle windows right there with <laughs> racial tensions maybe Ooh, I don't know and the sort of hierarchy of uh, elements so um, it's kind of cool that they do all the uh, they are going for all the elements will they do like I don't know like different gases or anything like that or they're just going to stick with the stick with you know all the planeteers you know the airbenders so, sort of uh, earth fire and, and water and air <clears throat> I mean the clouds are sort of a, a mixture of air and water so you can definitely see the, the sort of um, interconnections and you can st- and yeah you can really enjoy like the subtle like connections within this universe especially with the earth people is is also um because you've got the earth but you also got grass as well so you sort of got earth with vegetation and and everything like that and and they need water to to grow so it's 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 absolutely fantastic and it looks very interesting and uh, we definitely be watching this and not just with kids i'll just watch it by myself and you know probably gonna cry at the end <laughs> it's oh yeah time. yeah it's a given yeah yeah first death first death in pixar maybe oh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't we see that in soul already and fucking what's his name from inside out isn't inside out a pixar movie oh no yeah, no it is. is yeah yeah bing bong bing bong bing bong he yeah. didn't die he no. just got forgotten even worse. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's it's fucking. It's not really a death. Oh. <laughs> it's worse than death. It's worse than death. Anyway, it's I'm, worse not, than I'm death. really not the expert here. I should, <laughs> I should leave the chat. <laughs> yeah. Watch kids shows like Ass Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in that weird phase of of watching TV, watching kids shows, and like like focusing on the parents within the show is like how are they parenting and that's sort of mm-hmm. I mean yeah Bluey's probably the biggest one that's like yeah that's, yeah. that's how the parent anyway when are we going to be uh, when are we going to be facing the the, the, the Fire Nation Kendall yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, when the meteor comes at the certain... I can't remember what it is. Yeah, um, and you got eight <laughs> minutes within the solar eclipse. Yes. <laughs> mm, shit like that. <laughs> yes. 16th of June 2023 in the United States. People can watch Elemental, so probably around the same time here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. going to see this one in the cinema. Maybe. Yes. Or otherwise, uh, you know, Disney will say, yeah, stuff it, we'll chuck it no. on Disney+. Plus." Cinema Disney. Put it in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Soul in the cinema. Yes, me too. That would have been, that was a travesty. Well, they did do that. Lightyear in the cinema and it wasn't that great. <laughs> can't yeah, have it was everything. like... No, we can't have everything, can we? Um, I'll tell you what we can have. This next trailer. Yeah. Have it. Um, uh, which is uh, a movie called 80 for Brady. <laughs> and I am totally torn on whether or not I will watch this. Because 
because you have like four of the most iconic actors, you know, not just women actors, like, you know, most awarded, just high praise, these women, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. I mean, they are queens of Hollywood, right? Their generation. Um, yeah, they're just amazing. And here we have them <laughs> as, you know, these 80-year-old friends who are obsessed with gridiron and, and love Tom Brady and some guy named Gronk. I don't know who he is. Um, <laughs> and, I'm a Gronk. And, <laughs> um, and yeah, it's uh, based on true events, apparently, um, of them trying to actually go to the Super Bowl and how that kind of happens. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, like it looks fun. I just, I don't know if it's cheesy for me. <laughs> oh, it's cheesy. It's very cheesy. It's very. It seems. Yeah. It seems very cheesy, but it seems wholesome at the same time. There were a lot of moments in the in the trailer where I was laughing, uh, genuinely. Like I, I never thought in my life, or or would have ever on a bingo card, Sally Field saying the phrase "strap on," but here we are, <laughs> and not just once, and not just once, twice. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. Oh, I hope there's a third joke in that scene talking about fanny packs. But anyway. Um, so that was No, that was they're amusing. American. Fanny means bum over there. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not as fun. Um, yeah, so that's that was good. And, you know, for some reason, every time you get a group of old people together at a comedy, you have to have them take drugs. Been done before. I mean, I mean, it looks funny, but I mean, come on, guys, let's try something else. Um, Old people on drugs is funny, <laughs> especially when they see you know ten different versions of Guy Fieri. Um, like, I'm sorry, are we li- in the 2000s? Why is Guy Fieri in this movie? <laughs> like, what kind of fucking references are we making here that Guy Fieri is in this movie? Is he still relevant? Does he still do... Anyway, whatever. Are any of these old ladies relevant now? Yeah, especially Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. <laughs> and Lily Tomlin, yeah. I mean, and you're complaining people... about Guy Fieri. <laughs> yes, I will I mean, complain about Guy Fieri. Who is, your battle, who, Kendall, who is... <laughs> I'm complaining about Guy Fieri because, I mean, at least these... Anyway, let's yeah, but not... But he's a meme. I know. The I'm just going to keep digging a hole. Um, but anyway, regardless of whatever I, I feel. Him. Huh? I don't care. He's got for Harry. Yeah. <laughs> why, am so, why am I so overhyped? No, no, thank you. Oh, it's fine. Uh, yeah, anyway, whatever I think about this movie. Uh, it looks like it'll be harmless. I don't think it's going to offend anyone either way. It's just going to be a, a wholesome yet slightly saucy comedy about four awesome women going to the football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and they look like they're having a good time. And Billy Porter's in it, and yeah. I, I will never say no to him um, being in a movie. Um, so <laughs> so that's cool as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, so who knows? I may watch this. I may not watch this. I'm <laughs> undecided. But it looks it looks okay. <laughs> Full here. <laughs> did you did you go eighty for Brady? <laughs> I don't think I'd be going eighty for Brady because I don't know who the hell he is. Yeah, um, Tom but, Brady. <laughs> however, biggest uh, sports star in the world. 
I really enjoyed watching Grace and Frankie. Yes. Mm. And Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin do an amazing job as those characters in that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is absolutely hilarious and it is definitely worth your time. Please go and watch it. It's on Netflix. Okay. Um, so after watching that, if I hadn't have watched that, maybe this would have been really cheesy for me. <laughs> but after watching Grace and Frankie, I am actually okay to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I will pro- definitely I be watching this. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the fact that we've got our modern day golden girls, essentially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brought to life. I'm, I'm just... The one thing I didn't particularly like is the choice of style for Jane Fonda's Ag- character. Agreed. Agreed. T- t- making no. her trying to look younger than what she is. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. just say I'm just going to say it's a character choice and it's not a it's not Jane. No, no, obviously. Yeah. Um but it doesn't it's I, it's it stands out a bit too much from the rest of them. Yeah, and I don't particularly like that. Uh but I suppose maybe we'll get an explanation as to why Probably she's character dressing you know. like that. We'll find out if we, you know, when we watch the movie, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe it's just not explained at all, and that's actually what she does. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is fine as well. But still, it just looks it just looks strange on Jane. <laughs> it does it? Does it really does? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I am all for it. Um, Rita Moreno is actually hilarious. I've seen her do comedy before and um, in one day at a time. She's hilarious. So good. Um, very tan- very talented lady. Um, and But yeah, so I am definitely looking forward to actually seeing this. It's definitely something very different from what we have kind of seen um, in recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just... Just, just, just some popcorn fun, I think. Yeah. 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 Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, Michael. Hello. What did you make of this one? Dare I say, it looks pretty interesting. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely enjoy uh, the, these actors and, and their roles and, uh, and get them together to do, do, do some things, you know. There isn't many, like, uh, acting roles for um, aged women, unfortunately, but this looks like it's, looks like it's a bit of fun. Uh, mind you, it's a bit weird just putting them, like, going to the Super Bowl, but if it's based on a true story, which I didn't know, but that, that would be cool in doing that. Uh, and Tom Brady, you know, well, is to be seen <laughs> if he can act or not. I don't know. He, he's doing a lot of acting gigs. He probably needs to do a lot more acting gigs now that he's getting sued. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and divorced. And divorced. Uh, yeah, that, that FX, FTX scandal. It's not fair. Especially for Larry David. I don't really know anything about it, so I can't comment. It's no. crypto. <laughs> oh, it's a crypto thing. Oh, yeah, it's gosh. crypto investments, and they went belly up, and all the investors <laughs> are suing... The company, as well as Tom Brady and other celebrities who endorsed it, including Larry David. Oh, that's a bit unfair. Yeah, it is unfair because Larry David's character in the ads is uh, is a skeptic. And he's like, you shouldn't do that. 
So he's getting sued for for not endorsing it in the ads. That's ridiculous. Wow. And all I can hear is <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nice little tangent there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, I love it. When are we gonna see this as a group? <laughs> yes. To get bring our mums. <laughs> yeah, bring your Mother's mum Day. to the movies. <laughs> Mother's Day gift. Uh, well, it's coming out a lot earlier than Mother's Day. Um, at this point, it has an American release date of the 3rd of February next year. Not sure when it'll be here in Australia. Um, hopefully around the same time for those who are keen to check it out. Cool. Yeah. Yes. All right. It's time. Oh. For the moment. Hello. The <laughs> segment. <laughs> the section. Thank you. <laughs> the place. Oh. <laughs> the spot. <laughs> ah. That uh, time of the show we like to call. What a time. Popcorn culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's popcorn culture time, guys. Popcorn culture time. And we are here, of course, to discuss all of our thoughts on this week's episode of Andor, episode 11, the penultimate episode of the first season, Daughters of Ferex. Wow. Yes. So, this is pretty much getting all the players into their positions for the finale this mm-hmm. episode. It's all set up. It's all like, here's where we've come, here's where we're going. But you have to wait a week to find out where that is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> although, I think we're going to see, and I'm really excited about this, uh, obviously uh, some of our characters are going to be intersecting on Ferrix. Um, I, I think, a lot of them. I think that's where the main bulk, bulk of next week's episode is going to take place. So yeah. I look forward to, to watching that Shit's play going out. down. Shit's mm. going down. Um, so that was cool, the way that they kind of moved everything into position um, for this episode, uh, for the finale. Um, yeah, it was a really good episode. Another really well-written, and um, except for one thing and we'll get to in a, shortly, that I was like, that's eh, a bit convenient. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apart from that, like, it was, yeah, it was... It was good. There was some sad things, obviously, that happened, some shocking things, and uh, yeah, just you know, again, just setting up where we're going. So yeah, I liked it. Another, another very good episode, another solid episode of of Andor this week. Fulia, your mm. your overall thoughts? Uh, so this was actually a uh, a good episode. Like you said, it is definitely a setup to the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked. Uh, I like how these characters have been put into certain places. Um, some of the conversations that were had in in this episode was also interesting. Uh, and there's a lot of movement without having too much movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, there's you know it's a bit of a, a bit of an emotional sort of an episode as well mm. um, due to certain things happening. Mm. Um, but uh, I just, I know there's no point getting to it right now, but 
be too emo. Oh. <laughs> made me want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> a droid made me want to cry. I know. <laughs> they do that. Uh, yep. Yeah. Sad. But overall, it was, it was, it was subtle without having too much action happening. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was. This one wasn't as like it wasn't dialogue heavy, heavy like some episodes have been in um, in the past. But there was still quite a bit of dialogue, but with a little bit of action. So it, yeah, yeah. It kind of tied together nicely. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Michael, what were your overall thoughts on this one? Um, I did like this one. Uh... Considering this is like the the low for it to go high back high again for next week's episode, because after after the jailbreak, I mean, geez, where do you mm-hmm. go from here? And yeah. and yeah, the thing things are being set up for for the next episode. And having said that, um, this particular episode, yeah, it does it does if. I don't, I don't, it's not really a criticism anymore that it's like oh it's slow it's like no it it, it actually holds your attention uh, w- within the slowness and actually mm-hmm. gets you gets you um, developed in into the sort of scenario that they're in and there's a lot of hardship that there's a lot of character character building at the same time and yeah I'm I really enjoy this episode uh, yeah mm. yeah it was. It was very enjoyable, um, although it did start off quite sad. Mm. Um, Marva has passed away, um, very much the catalyst of not just this episode, but of the converging of these storylines um, yeah. and how everyone is going to connect. Um, so that was powerful stuff. I'm not sure how I feel about them killing her off screen, but I suppose it it doesn't really matter either way because it's still meaningful and it's still upsetting and it's still powerful in that way. Well, especially because, well, I will say before you go, um, I did like how they kind of sort of introduced the, the moment with like, um, you know, seeing it through B2 emo's perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, and him being the one person really of, Marva's family present to kind of mourn for her and grieve her apart from the people of Ferrix, I suppose like there's for a droid you know just I mean I guess they really do feel a lot of emotions I mean you know we see R2-D2 over the years feeling certain things but yeah this was this was something else I mm. think he the, he was very very melancholy about her death and like not wanting to leave and or wanting, or wanting to leave, and but not wanting, you know, just I don't know, just all these conflicting things. It's kind of like, um, like, a, like a pet, mm. in a way, and because sometimes, or pets, a child, or a child, yeah, they 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 can understand, they can feel that something's missing. Mm. So, for for B two, it was just you know it's sad because he doesn't get to see uh his owner anymore yeah that's true yeah yeah it is definitely kind of a childlike perspective of Mm. just sort of 
knowing that something sad has happened but not fully being able to process it properly or handle it or deal mm. with it i suppose yeah you know not being re- being able to be reasoned with i guess um in a certain way but yeah but it was still really sad and i i will say one thing that i thought was really kind of nice gesture gesture the way they talk about putting you in the brick and putting you in a wall so you're like kind of memorialized in that sense and you're part of the um part of the world still yeah like you're still there mm. i guess you know a sense that was that was really cool that was really nice like it was a good world building thing yeah. um <laughs> for <laughs> pun not intended um yeah so that was that was cool but yeah just sad no yeah. more fiona shaw mm. sad um fully do you have any additional thoughts on on the on marva's passing uh no look i i had a feeling from the recap that she wasn't going to be in this episode or that she was going to be killed off mm. um because of her declining health uh so it kind of makes sense um that like doesn't make it any sadder though like um, any less sad so, yeah. yeah exactly so mm-hmm. um i just the and the and the fact that um that the uh oh what's her name in ibs oh what deidre miro miro yeah that yeah. miro is gonna use that in, as a way to bring andor yeah to um to catch to capture him finally mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so like on on their on their part very conniving <laughs> yeah like, let's use this let's exploit a woman's yeah. death yeah mm-hmm. it's gonna be really weird though because uh from from that scene we know from what we've been from the information we're given apparently they're gonna ask to do a funeral but usually the empire would say no mm-hmm. why then be like nice about it like no let's you can have it isn't that going to make people skeptical? Suspicious, yeah. yeah. Suspicious, yeah. I mean, probably. Um, that's a good point. I mm. wonder how that's going to that's gonna play out. Yeah. I feel like some of them were just like, well, let's, if they're letting us have it, let's just take this as a win. Yeah. I suppose. Maybe. Because they're still restricting them to a time and a place and a people, like a capacity limit. Yeah. It's like they're in lockdown. Um, you know, like... Yeah, so mm. maybe that's the the crux that'll make some people go, oh, it's, the Empire is, you know, offering a olive branch of sorts, but they're very tentatively doing so. Yeah. 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 But no, that's a really good point. Yeah. Really good point. Um, Michael, um, how how did you uh, sit with um, Marva's passing? Mm. How that played out? Um, B, well, an inanimate object that breaks your heart, it's... How did they do it? Yeah. Um, and as I said, it's like it's like a child like learning about death for the first time. It's it's really difficult. It's like how do you explain it? Yeah, and this is pretty much no different. And I still have it in my head that if you don't see someone die, did they really die? Sort of thing. So, but I'm not sure. But story wise, I I was always expecting her to die, and. I don't think it's a ruse. I don't think, I don't so. think so. No. I thought, I, yeah, I, it's a good point because they could, it could be a ploy to, you know, 
by the rebels or whatever to rise up against the um, ISB or whatever. But um, the fact that they let it play out the whole episode and then tell Ca- uh, Cassian, I feel like they w- if it was all fake, they wouldn't have let it get to that point. Well, that's mm. the thing. Maybe... Cause... Maybe not everyone knows it's a ruse. Yeah, maybe it was just like... Or they had to tell him to get him there or something. Maybe Marva is just doing this for, quote-unquote, the greater good. Like the sort of um, mm. ending of Dark Knight, be the symbol sort, sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Like this would actually kickstart everyone to choose a side, including Cassian. Yeah. But I don't know. It's very manipulative and... But we're actually seeing all these characters being, like, being being um, morally questionable, like with, uh, like with Saw and and Luthen and all that. It's like, at what cost? Like, what have you what have you lost everything? So I don't know. Maybe it's going. Mm. Everything's going through my head, and may and maybe she does die at the end. It's like, and then Cassian comes back and sort of is like, I thought you died. And it's like, no, I only died to make you understand what's, you know, or something like that. I, don't I only died to make you live. <laughs> <laughs> or something, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I can I see it go both ways. And and everyone g- coming back to Ferrix to be a, an all-out firefight. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I can see. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, the death that kickstarted the the rebellion. Yeah, mm. yeah, could play out that or way. Or the death. Yeah, yeah the quote unquote death. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose. And or in this episode, he kind of he kind of bookends the whole thing. Um, we don't see him too much. Uh, really? I mean, we see him at the start, kind of, you know, him and that other guy from the prison climbing up a cliff, trying to evade being seen, um, by the Empire, and, and then, you know, uh, this is the part I thought was convenient. Did you know I was talking about this, Michael, before? I had a feeling. (laughs) What, the fisherman not being on the side of the, of the Empire? No, not that, just the fact that it was the whole cliched sort of setup of like oh shit they're captured and now they're fucked and oh wait no we're actually going to let you take our ship and go wherever you want like I don't know it just it was the the only thing in the episode that didn't make sense to me or it was just lazy writing well it's a bit know. like you've, you've seen all of Hobbit <laughs> yes very recently actually yeah the yeah. guy turns into a bear yeah I know he's like I, I don't like anyone but I hate orcs more. So I'm going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, definitely not the best. Yeah. Either. Especially because when they go in there and Gandalf's like, we'll be safe here. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> why, why did you go there? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> gold eater. Uh, yeah. We are talking yeah. about Yeah, we are. Aren't we? Yeah. So I don't know. So just for me, that just, that sequence, like, I thought it was a, like it was a cool sequence just because I liked these two fishermen characters, how they were complete, practical. you know, practical uh, creatures that were created, 
One of them was very obviously just a puppet because he only kind of mumbled and barely moved his mouth, but Mm. I didn't care. It felt very classic Star Wars to me, so I think that's what they were going for. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, his his mate does all the talking and I had trouble understanding every word he said. I was hoping I wasn't the only one. Yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about? I watch everything with closed captions, so. Yeah, I can't can't watch stuff with subtitles unless it's an actual foreign film. Um, Well, it is foreign. Yeah. It's from a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I did have a bit of difficulty understanding everything he was saying. Um, so that wasn't great either. Um, but I liked, you know, the interaction enough. And, yeah. But it was just it was just a bit too convenient. I don't know. What did you think, yeah. Folia? Um, I was confused as to how it turned in that direction uh, where they got to escape. Uh, <laughs> I was like, um, are they about to die? What? Mm. Are they, or is one of them going to be killed off right now? Uh, yeah. Not being Andor. <laughs> well, the other guy turns up in Rogue One as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. He's what the mate that ex- escaped with him? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. I don't remember. Neither do I. Yeah, the shaved rock, head. I, oh, okay. And I, wa- I watched Rogue One like. Two months ago. Okay. Yeah. No, cool. That's good. Plot armor. Makes, plot armor. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how I felt about this scene. I, I was just like, um, sure, okay. But I was, yeah, like you, I had a hard time understanding what that speaking character was saying. Mm-hmm. At first, I didn't think he was speaking English because <laughs> I was like, I, is is this a foreign language? Why aren't we getting the, the the subtitles for what he's saying? But then you sort of listen a bit more closely, and he's actually speaking English. You know, but it's like not f- like fluent English the way we would normally speak. It's just very sort of Tarzani English. Yeah, and the world the words kind of went into each other. Like, sometimes yeah. I didn't feel like the words stood on their own enough no, to understand no. what they were. So, yeah, I was just like, hmm, I, mm, I, I don't quite understand what you're saying, okay? <laughs> uh, but then they got let go. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, yeah. okay. And then he's like, where do you want to go? He's like, Niamas. And, sure. and I was like, all right, let's go. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was a bit convenient. Yeah, I was I was just confused. <laughs> that, that scene just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> that's that's fair. Michael, did did you have a better take on on that scene than than both of us? I wouldn't say a better take. I just thought, yeah, fine. Otherwise, we'd be spending another episode of them. How did I get off planet? Yeah. And I thought, yeah, this kind of fits. But um, but then we can focus more on uh, other people where where they are. And yeah, uh, I was fine with the silver speech. As I said, I had the closed captions, and it's like, well, not a, not everybody speaks properly. I mean, Yoda, he's, he speaks weirdly, mm, and it's sort true. of adding to that uh, connection of these these characters um, are from a, a, a are from a, a different part of the universe that doesn't really speak English all that often. So I bit more of the world building there and also practical effects is always always a win in my books so definitely yeah yeah unfortunately we probably won't see see 
team again, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, so I, I was I was fine with it. Keep okay. keep going. It, nice. The part of the part of the um episode that I I liked it being uh, okay. Can we get to the next thing? They've already escaped yeah. from prison. Now where they go? Yeah. So you were kind of happy to like forgive the convenience of it just so we could move the story along, sort of thing. Yeah, for them. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. That is fair. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cassian goes back to um Nianos and um gets somehow his little trunk thing with his <laughs> snuck with into his, the Airbnb. Yeah, and the, yeah, he snuck into the Airbnb with these other aliens lying asleep, and yeah, it's still sitting above the shower and uh, filled with all the credits he has and weapons and things, and so yeah, so that's so that's good. He's got his gear back, and and then yeah, it finds out that Marva's dead, and um, and then he and old mate decide to go their separate ways, so people can the word can spread better, I suppose. Mm. Um, but. How quickly did the word spread about Martha's death? About Martha's death. Pretty freaking. That was that was quick. really like yeah. ha- like fast. There were a lot of people who were very aware that she was dead very quickly. Yes, yes. very much. Yeah. That to me was convenient. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are keeping an eye on her, like the Empire. Mm. Yeah, that's true because you've got yeah you got yeah the ISB watching her because of Andor and then you've got um Cinta also mm. watching her. Um so yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. It did spread very fast. Yeah. It is a small galaxy apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A very small galaxy. Yeah. 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 But yeah, watching like, yeah, the way Diego Luna played the reaction to Marva's passing was, was very good. Like mm. it was very subtle and heavy. And I, yeah, I, I thought he, he yeah, played played it well, played it well. But now he's like, okay, I've got to, you know, clearly he's gonna go back home to Ferrix to. Or is he? Or is he? Well, I hope I hope he kind of realizes that he shouldn't go back mm. because <laughs> people are expecting him to be there. Well, that's probably well, what's going through his head. Yeah, yeah, he will know it. It's not the place he should be going. Definitely, yeah. yeah but I. I think his love for his quote-unquote mother will trump mm. the logic. But i that's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Hmm. Yes. Well, speaking of Ferrix, um, poor Bix, anyone? Ooh. Poor Bix. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. Jesus. Ooh. Ooh, ah. Ooh, ah. Yeah. That poor woman. Um, yeah. Just in this daze, this fog of torture and and just the way that they didn't show us her face until she was sat down in the new in this new room being interrogated again was like holy crap yeah that poor yeah she's been through a lot she's been through so much she's been through so much um yeah I, i feel i feel like she hasn't given them anything though but I feel like the way the scene was going, it seems like maybe she was finally about to break. I really hope I'm not right about that. But because yeah. like at that point, at that point, yeah, you're in so much pain you can barely think. But you've been through all of that for a reason. Why give up now? Yeah, sort of thing. So it really, it it also really depends on how strong your mind is too. Yeah, very true. So 
She has been Very... tortured for three three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. A long, long time. Um, yeah, I hope someone can get her out of there. Or they let her go because they don't need her anymore. Like, because that's, that's fucking dark shit. Um, mm. Yeah. Fully, any, any additional thoughts on... And seeing Bix sober oh, briefly. Man, I just, I could feel her pain. Yeah. It just, you know, I, oh man, I would never want to wish that upon anybody. No. That's, that's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but just looking at, and also just looking at her face though, like her face just says everything. She doesn't have to even utter a word and you can tell how exhausted she is. Mm-hmm. You know, just by looking at her eyes, especially. Yeah. And man, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It, it is really. It's so kind of. It's, it's a lot to take in. It's kind of hard to put into words. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty full on. Very yeah. full on. Michael, do you have any additional comments? Um. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, uh, as has been said, said, it, it's. It's only if you can portray what what you're thinking with within a, a look and not like voice it is all is always better than than actually oh I'm I'm in pain and just spoon feeding the audience mm. is like what's been going on you you can tell in her face so yeah and yeah and who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, who knows? Maybe they take her back back to Phoenix. Maybe. Or she, she's still on Phoenix. Is she? Oh. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So. I think they've yeah they've got a HQ sort of set up. <laughs> a blockade. A blockade. <laughs> Every, um, everything's got a blockade. Everything's got a blockade. Yeah. Well, I suppose hats off to um, Adria Jonah for her portrayal mm. of Bix because yeah, that's intense. She didn't say she didn't, she didn't have any dialogue that in those scenes, and no, she was no. able to make us feel that awful for her. Yeah. So well done to that. Um, Proof of a good actor. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. Um, cool. Well, I suppose the other link to uh, Andor um, yeah, would probably be um, our mate. Bloody, why can't I think of his name? Luthen. Luthen. Nah. I want to talk about... Saw? No. Nah. I'm saving the Luthan and Saw Seal? stuff for the end. Cyril. 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 Thank you. Sorry. Cyril. Yes. Cyril? We get... Cyril? 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 We get... <laughs> we get a couple of brief scenes with Cyril in this episode. Speaking of news traveling fast, that's mm. he, he finds out um, somehow from one of his former sergeants that, yeah, that uh, Marvo is dead. Um... That was a kind of an interesting scene. Like, uh, where just, was he? he? Well, at first I was like, "Is he on a battlefield?" But then he's not panicked at all. No. So I think he was at some kind of. He said smelting at one point. I think so. Probably like so, a factory, yeah, like a factory, factory of some kind. Okay. Yeah. Um. Cl- clearly, wherever the 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 um phone, whatever you want to call a communication device, wherever that's placed, is fucking stupid because. How are you supposed to have any kind of conversation? It was very... It's a bit better than the MBN that we have here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, But it was, yeah, that was 
a bit of a frustrating scene to watch. It really was. <laughs> frustrating. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, it was. It was amusing. Like just you know because of just Cyril trying to find out, and then the guy being oblivious to the fact that he's not answering the right questions at the in the yeah. right way with using different words that make no sense and all this stuff and yeah so but at least Cyril is in on the loop now that okay well obviously Andor is going to be heading back to Ferrix mm. and now he has an opportunity but how he's going to sneak away I mean we we saw him I think what's take his mother's credits or something at the end is that what that was yeah, yeah I think so yeah so he's, he's with a jewelry Jewelry, yeah. yeah. A jewelry, a jewelry, a jewelry um, shelf that what shelf, uh, a drawer. drawer that she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who hasn't? Which I also, who hasn't snuck some 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 money from yeah. her mum's purse? Yeah, um, I mean, fuck her mum. He's annoying. <laughs> well, I, I did think it was a ni- nice kind of fuck you to her because of the way you know when he got off the phone and she's like, oh, your vendetta is over now. We can go back to life or whatever. Come and have whatever, some blue milk. Whatever she said, yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was a nice fuck you to her for Cyril to be like, huh, I'm taking your money and I'm getting off this planet. Yeah. Um, she plays a good I've, role. She does. She does. She's <laughs> she's very much a good kind of antagonist for him. Um, so, so yeah. So And it was nice to see Cyril this episode because obviously we didn't get to see him last week too. No, so, no. Um, yeah. Fulia, what did you make of, of how this played out with him? Uh, look, I was just as frustrated as you when I was trying to understand what the heck was going on in that scene. Yeah. Um, trying to understand the conversation they were having over the phone. I'm just like, can you speak louder, mate? Uh, <laughs> speak clearly. A bit more clearly. Uh, Stop saying shit. <laughs> because he said shit. Yeah. Those guys who says shit in Star Wars. Star Wars, that guy. <laughs> Had to be a Scots guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm still trying to process what exactly he said, apart from the fact that Marvel was dead. That was pretty much the only the, important thing. Yeah. So, I think. Yeah. The rest of it was gibberish. Yes, it, it really was. He was trying to get the point across over a really bad connection. Mm. That Marva's dead, and that's where yeah. Andor might be headed. And and now, um, after that conversation, and seeing Cyril sort of think about what his next move is going to be, and already we know that he's going to Ferrix. Mm. Yeah. Um, whether or not he, I'm still, I, I'm still not sure about where his loyalties lie right now. Yeah, it is still ambiguous. Very unclear. Yeah. Um, whether or not he's still on the side of the Empire or whether he's decided to change tunes. So it, it's going to be interesting to see him in the last episode and see where his character goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to finding out what's going to happen to Cyril. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he seems to be the wild card mm. in, this, in this in this show. That's, yes, that's for sure. Uh, Michael, what did you make of Cyril in this episode? Yeah, I don't think he's on anyone's side except himself. I think he's doing yeah, this for fair. himself so he can actually uh, clear his name uh, and then get a better job in the empire. Maybe I don't know, mm. uh, but he'll probably have a probably have a change maybe in in the next episode. Who knows? Mm. If he catch it, 
catches up and yeah he's basically going well I've got nothing else be- nothing else to lose so burn some bridges as I go <laughs> yeah and you know I, I, I did enjoy the scene of, of <laughs> the, the unconventional zoom call I mean <laughs> if we're complaining about like coincidences of what's going on uh, this is definitely not convenient so <laughs> I liked it I, I, I liked it a lot it was a good it gave me a good chuckle <laughs> <laughs> nice when it's only conveying like one informa- piece of information to a character who needs it for him to go I think yeah cool <laughs> make it interesting make it make yeah. it funny. yeah yeah well he is kind of sort of like the comedy of the show in a way like I don't know. Like, very tragic, clearly, but there's some comedy in that, I guess. Um, some lighter, lighter fare with mm. Cyril. So, um, yeah. Good stuff. Um, cool. Well, um, we got a couple of scenes with uh, Val in this episode as well. Um, we get to see her visiting um, Luth- Luthen's number two uh, <laughs> without Luthen present. And I love these two and their scenes, the way that they act off each other, I I just eat it up. I think they're really, really good. Um, I need to look up the name of that bloody character, though. What's her name? It sounds like Leia, because I heard Luthen say something that sounded like Leia at one point. I was like, what? Her name's Leia? Are you kidding me? Hmm. They're, not, they're not doing that. Um, ugh, bloody hell. Let me find her name. But anyway, I really like the scene. Um with them in there and like, you know, what's her face getting, uh, Claire, Claire, that's her name. Claire. Um, Claire. 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 <laughs> Breakfast good. Yes. Claire. <laughs> that's a fat um, girl's name. <clears throat> Pardon me. That's okay. Uh, yes. So I just, I don't know the way that like Claire was getting just ever so much more agitated throughout the entire scene, but having to keep it together to keep up the ruse because they're being watched 24 fucking seven. So they can't let anything slip. Um, And Vel just, I love the fact that Vel just doesn't give a fuck. She's just like, I'm here on business. Luthen's not here. You're going to listen to what I have to say. And then I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was, that was pretty good. And then of course, you know, next time we see Vel, she's rocked up to Mon Mothma's, and then we get that really kind of heartbreaking sequence where we find out just how much trouble Mon Mothma is in mm. financially and how she basically has to marry off her daughter to get out of said financial issues. Like, that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucked. Yeah. Um, and Genevieve O'Reilly, again, crushing it. Mon Mothma's face at the end when the camera just lingers on her. Oh, mate. I was like, yep. Yeah. Oof, that's that's emotional. Mm. It was very emotional. But um but yeah, that was really interesting just just kind of seeing Mon Mothma on the back foot in such a way and not the uh perfect picture of confidence and regality that she kinda has. Yeah, like, she she showed her vulnerable side in that scene. Yeah, she really, really, really did. Um yeah. What did you make of these two? scenes for you uh well the the scene where val goes into the into the shop um that was yeah 
that was interesting because she was just you know she was she she was there she needed information she needed to speak to Luthen but he wasn't there yeah um and Claire was just like help me play this role while we're here because someone might be listening mm-hmm. but you know Val's just like no I need to speak to Luthen yeah um so that was like a little like it was it was kind of a good relief from their little role play that they play in that <laughs> shop mm. <laughs> because I was getting I it was getting it was it was getting to a point where I was getting a bit annoyed at the way that they had to continue to put up the double speak. Uh, yeah. So that whole sequence with with uh Claire and Luthen talking in code over the yeah. comms was a bit much. Yeah, it was it was a bit it was a bit too much like We've already seen it happen a few times in previous episodes, and then to not have it in this one, I was just like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> just get to the point. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so Val was very much the just direct, not doesn't want to beat around the bush type of thing. Yeah, she she very much is that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then seeing the Mon Mothma and Val scene. Um, like I said before, Mon Moth was in so much debt, um, that she is now an emotional wreck. Mm. And so we see how vulnerable she is in that moment that, and then we not, not, not only that, but then seeing the fact that her daughter, I don't know what that was a reading of, yeah. was it, was it kind of like a religious thing? I don't know. Was it that like was a club? Close to it, yeah. 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 Um, and the fact that she doesn't like it. She doesn't like the fact that her daughter's actually enjoying it mm. and actually wants to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, which was interesting as well. Um, so maybe that's her daughter's way of saying F you to her mum. Probably. Um, I'll do what I want. Um, and yeah, just it is also heartbreaking to, to, to then find out that although she doesn't like the way that her daughter's behaving, she doesn't want to see her married off at such a young age. No, no. You know, just so that she can settle some, you know, financial crisis that she's having right yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, it was really interesting to see, like, this tonal change in that household. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Michael, how did you feel about these two scenes? Uh, yeah, um, definitely where all the shields are down and things are starting to ramp up now and without the double speak or anything like that go straight down to brass tacks mm. is always good and yeah with these two scenes as well and with the Val and the Mon Mothra scene uh, this is like the first time uh, Moth is pretty much vulnerable and to a character that she knows uh, she can she can actually uh, be this vulnerable too because otherwise she's still still like got a got a um, her alternative person that she is. That's a weird word salad. Uh, she she can be comfortable of actually divulging of what her situation is. Uh, she can't really talk to her, her husband because um, you know. Event, it's certain things uh, are feeling like um, the betrothed to of her daughter to be married off is 
feels like it's something similar that happened to her and that's why the husband's like a bit of an idiot and she she had to marry him because of, of this thing and even the the friend that she um sort of talked into of the charity thing she couldn't really be forthcoming to either and because Val is pretty much family and she and she knows Val is really into the uh, rebellion sort of bit she can be more she can be more vulnerable and we get to see it on screen and yeah mm. it's just heartbreaking and it may, very soon the worm will turn and she'll decided you know what and I can't I can't do this anymore I'm gonna have to give up uh, this family that I have and yeah it's just gonna be gonna be heartbreaking and everything because what is for the greater good yeah mm. Well, speaking of the greater good, um, I think for my money, my favorite, two favorite scenes in the whole episode were Luthen going to Saul Guerrero and then Luthen almost being caught by the Empire. <laughs> yeah. Um, they Finally, were, a battle scene in space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were just uh, wonderful to behold. Um, and I really just, I just, again just love how complex the writing on this show is and and you know just kind of expanding on what happened last week with Luthen and that conversation um with what's his face um now it's you know he's going to saw to tell him to not he just uh, he literally just asked him to um team up with this Anto Krieger person who we haven't met um and now he's going back being like, well, actually, don't, because it's going to end badly and we need to sacrifice him for, you know. So I can keep law. my informant. And, and yeah, then. literally, just so he can keep the informant in there um, because it'll be for the greater good. Um, and then just the way it just kind of really forced Saul Guerrero into this extra paranoia mm. of like, not knowing who to trust, if he should even trust Luthen, because he's got people everywhere, which he clearly does. But I thought that was very funny how he was like, Tube Guy. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's in on it. Tubes. Tube Guy's fucking in on it. Um, but I, I had an interesting idea, because like this Anto Krieger character, right? We haven't met them. We've seen a hologram of them mm. in this episode, and we've ha- had him been spoke about numerous times over the last couple of episodes. Um, I get why that they've like, like he's he's literally just a sacrifice at this point. Like he, we don't need to know him because he's clearly going to die. But for me, I feel like it would have maybe have added more stakes to it in some way if it had been a character that we knew. Mm. Um, or have us have us not even just stakes, maybe just have us more emotionally invested in the fact that they're willing to sacrifice this person um, because we know who this person is, and maybe we've spent half a season with them. Mm. Like I don't know who it could have been, but do you know what I mean? Like, would yeah. it, do you think it would have maybe added a bit more weight to the the sacrifices that they are making for the rebellion, or does it just kind of? Does it go in the opposite way and make it even more powerful if it's a no-name character that we really don't know at all? Mm. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? 
No, no. I don't know. It could be could be a reason why we haven't seen them yet. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's odd. So it's got to be a good reason. If it's not, I'm I'm gonna say Andor's the worst Star Wars ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it could go either way, and and how this character is just just I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I do not know. Mm. But it's got to be a good though. reason why we haven't seen them yet. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I feel like I'm leaning more towards the latter of it's just... We we don't need to know who this person is because it's not the point. Or it's not a real um, person. Ooh. Or it's not a real person. Maybe that. Maybe that. May, maybe, um, maybe it's Big Brother. It's not a real person. Mm, yeah. But it was also nice as well to kind of see... Saw showing his loyalty, I think, in a way, because he was like hmm. n- clearly not wanting to let Krieger just die. You know, he wanted to help his companion, whomever this person is. Like, and he, you know, calls Luther now, and it is like, you have you even met this person? Like, do you even know them? Have you been in a room with them? Sort of thing, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, this entire yeah discussion was just fantastic. Um, yeah, Fulia, what did you make of it? Oh, no, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was definitely one of the the highlights of the episode. Um, just the just the, the the untrustworthiness that you know Saul was like, just like you said, so paranoid. Mm. Why, the moment that Luthen turns around and says, um, "Actually, we're not going to do that," mm. um, and, like. I would be questioning it too if I was him. I'd just be like, "You, you, yeah, you told me to do this. We're prepared for it. Now you're telling me not to. Why? Yeah. Like I need an explanation." <laughs> Problem is, it gets much worse in Rogue One. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Mm. So it's yeah, setting up it's... the building blocks for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Doesn't yeah. even trust anyone. Mm. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. So that was a good way to show. Yeah. To show that. Yeah, yeah. Michael, did you have any additional thoughts on Luthen and Saw Guerrero? Um, yeah. Just uh, as I've been saying, it, it's a it's a really good like one on one with the characters of where mm. they are at the moment, and mm-hmm. we've only and and probably Luthen's line when they're sort of searching him is probably my favorite line. Uh, where where they got where they got the um. Uh, thing off Lutheran and they're looking at it it's like either put it down or give it back <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was funny I don't know I just like that line <laughs> yeah that was good this man does not give two shits he, no he's man on yeah. mission yes yeah. he is and we sort of see that in the next scene yes we do which I really want to talk about um cause this was awesome um <laughs> And it's funny because we we watched the episode together before. <laughs> I le- I started leaning forward on my on the couch, and I'm like, "Oh shit, should I have not have done that?" And maybe not given it away that something's about to happen <laughs> to Fulia. I didn't notice. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> it's fine then. It's fine then. Um, no, just because I really like I, I I this was the second time I watched the episode because I watched it on Wednesday when it dropped. But um, but yeah, I was really excited to watch this scene again just because I. It was just fucking cool. Mm. <laughs> like, just to see kind of 
exactly what Luthen is capable of, which we haven't really had a proper chance to see yeah. just yet. Um, so I love the fact we had this time to do so. And the fact that, like, you know, it's not all... As, as, as convenient as some things are in this episode, certain things are definitely not so. So I'm glad they also kind of balanced that out, mm. this, of him being kind of intercepted by this really interesting-looking Imperial ship yeah. that we've never seen before. Um, I'm sure it's probably in the Star Wars canon somewhere, but I, I've never seen this. And it looked amazing. Like, I really liked the way it looked with the sort of like the dishes on all the mm. the ends of it. it was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, it was a great sequence of like just Luthen being as just crafty and as just, I don't know, he can think on his toes obviously very quickly. Mm. Uh, he's, I suppose he's had to. Um, but the fact that he was able to get himself out of that situation, like I was expecting him to... All I was expecting him to do was to fire up the ship and light speed away. I was not expecting him yeah. to, like, drop these, like, shoot these, like, things at the ship and destroy that front dish. And then I know. Holy crap. And then have uh, literal, as we've said, lightsabers kind of <laughs> coming out of his ship and, like, twirling around and taking out TIE fighters. I mean, that was awesome. Like, He was obviously preparing for this yeah. at some point this was a badass badass yeah. ship um and the way he used it was fantastic and it looked really good like in terms of the visual side of mm. the sequence it was it was really good really pleasing on the eye so um and it was a good way to kind of have your a uh, little bit of action in this episode yes um yeah yeah it was awesome i fucking loved it i loved it so much um what did you think of this scene Julia? i not only enjoyed the uh, the action aspect of this scene, but also the way that he had to talk his way out of what yeah. was about to happen. Yeah, <laughs> to, to give him. himself time. Yeah, yeah. stalling for time. Yeah. Um, I I loved that you know he would start setting things up, have them on mute, and they'll talk, and then he'll once he's ready, he'll then quickly respond mute them again and then start talking to his droid on the ship again to get things prepared. Yeah. And just just the way that whole scene panned out with, you know, his responses, his way of trying to delay time and Mm -hmm. the fact that he's emulating that one of his engines is, you know, having an issue so he couldn't, you know, turn it off. And that was clever. I just, I, I really enjoyed that whole that whole scene just uh, just as a whole mm. it was it's good it was so entertaining yeah and then just watching the imperial officers just like for like demanding that he switch off his ship turn off his engines even though he's like <laughs> oh sorry i'm having a few issues it's really old and, you know it's I'm, just I'm, me I'm, here i'm just trying to fix it so that i can switch it off yeah. and I'm doing it on my own. <laughs> Step out of the car, please. <laughs> um, you know, sending you know sending them uh, a code um, so that they can because he knows they're gonna you know look into it yeah and see how um, legit it is and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and once they figure out who it is they're like oh we can, do we let him go and the the officer's like oh no no we're gonna board the ship let's just use it as practice yeah. <laughs> You know, just get cocky. Yeah. <laughs> so just, uh, yeah. And then 
the moment that, you know, uh, that Luthen lets out whatever those missiles were. Yeah. Straight out to the front dish, that shatters. Like, the, the amount of power that came out of those was insane. Mm-hmm. Like, you would not have expected that. Mm-hmm. What at a all. thing. Yeah. And then as soon as that happens, the officer's like, we need somebody. Go get the TIE fighters. Get them out there. And and then just out of nowhere, these bloody lasers come out of the side. And he starts twirling. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> we still got our lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. May not have been and our dog human size. May not have been human size, but we got them. <laughs> yes, and a dog fight, yes. Yeah. Are you happy now? Are you happy now, Star Wars fans? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Yes, no, I was very entertained. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. All right, Michael, let's wrap up with your thoughts on this uh, this scene. Yeah, I just really enjoyed this one. I mean, yeah. it, is, it, it is what it is, a dog fight in space, and, and just cool visuals and cool mechanics and... I honestly thought he was probably going to die at the end of this. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, right. The TIE fighters are out. Well, not even that. Just just boarding. It's like, oh, I was on tender hooks. I was going, yeah. what's mm-hmm. going to happen? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, he, he, he doesn't have plot armor. No, <laughs> so, he doesn't. So, so something might happen or not. But I was very happily surprised and grateful. So yes, where he goes, don't know, because he's now got a marked um, spaceship. So yeah, he's got to go somewhere just to lie low for a bit. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering if he's going to go back to Coruscant or if he's going to go straight to Ferrix because now he knows that Marva's dead as well. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, he needs to lie low, and, pr- yeah. and probably yeah. get another another ship. Another ship to get back to uh, Coruscant. Mm. So we'll see. Everything. Every road leads to Fenix. Fe- 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 FedEx. Ferex. <laughs> yes, all roads lead to Ferex. Yes. Mm. That that they do. All right. Um, anyone have anything else they want to touch on before we wrap up? No, just excited for the next episode. Yeah, mm. the finale. It's a grand finale of season one. Yeah, Andor. It's ending next week. My goodness. Okay. K two S O. K two S O. Post credit scene or like stinger something. K two S O. It's all I want. It's not going to happen, but I don't care. I want it. Alan Tudyk. For some reason, <laughs> Alan Shudik. I love that man. Why? Everyone loves that man. <laughs> He's playing an alien for some weird reason. The same yes. alien that he plays in the other in in the uh, Mork and Mindy knockoff TV show. Oh, Resident Alien. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Mork and Mindy knockoff. <laughs> oh, funny. Nice. Um, cool. All right. Well, that'll do it then for yep. our thoughts on uh, Andor episode 11, Daughters of Ferrix. Yep. I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion. Yep. Yep. Uh, die. I know I... Become a brick. Yes. Become a brick when you die. Uh, yes. Star Wars canon. Um, cool. Well, 
we are at the end of our show then. So yes. we've got no more show to show. Um, hope you had fun. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And, and that was a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and maybe Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching the video right now, make sure to like it, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of all future content. And if you're over on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch, make sure to follow us over there as well. Uh, so you can see us go live every week Yay! for this awesomeness. Yay! <laughs> yes. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Cantarmaggio. And all I am is just another brick in the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> Michael Lister. <laughs> well done. Well played. Uh, and you... You've just, just experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. You remember Oops. to eat in beef. There we go. Freddy lives. Loki dies. The doctor is in. And all roads leaves to FedEx. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yes. Thank you for watching if you did and thank you for listening if you did. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Ladies, gators, and, and see you.